This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1797. Think like a surgeon. Three tips for better decisions in work and life with Frederick Bonson. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. Your decisions ultimately become your life. How can you make better decisions for your life, your family, and your career? Today, I interview Dr. Frederick Bonson, and he gives us three tips that he has learned from performing surgery that you can apply to create a better life. Listen in today. Hello, Frederick. How are you today? I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, Lindsay. I'm happy to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Excellent. Excellent. Guys, for our listeners today, we have an exciting guest on the show. We have Frederick Bonson, who is a surgeon with a focus in his life on the science of the decision-making process. And we all make decisions. So this is really going to pull in all of our listeners today. Frederick has also studied physics and been a system engineer and is now a best-selling author author of the book, Better Than Destiny. Frederick, how do you get all this amazing stuff done in your life? I would say one thing at a time. And uh, I would pull in the decision-making ideas, a lot of opportunity to choose what to focus on and, yes. and get, to, get to what's most important in the moment and then move on. I love that. So that is what we're going to get into today. I mean, you've done so many interesting things in life. We could go in a lot of different directions, but I'm really interested in decision-making and specifically how that works for you as a surgeon. And then what our listeners can learn for business and life, how they can take your tips and actually apply them to your, their greater lives in their business life, in their work life, in their lives across cultures. Are you ready to get into this today, Frederick? Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Awesome. So let's go ahead. I'm going to ask you, would you be able to show us three tips, three guiding strategies for making good decisions? What would be your first tip? So my first tip would be to be honest about how much time, energy, emotion, or attention any given decision is worth. Mm -hmm. um, it, I think it's easy to think about in, in theory, um, but it, it has some really practical applications one, I can give you a quick example yeah, from, love that. from my life as a surgeon, which okay. would be to think about a patient coming into me or you're the patient, you come into your doctor and you have a complaint about you started a new workout routine and, and something is hurting that didn't used to hurt, Yes, but you've kind of backed off a little bit. You're still able to be active. It's not interrupting your life or your work in any major way. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get in to, to see me, it's maybe already started to get a little bit better even right that deciding what to do about that probably doesn't need a lot of time and energy up front 
Mm-hmm. You know, if it get, gets worse again or something else changes, we can revisit it. But for now, I'm going to say that doesn't require thousands of dollars of testing and lots of invasive stuff. We're just going to kind of wait and watch, yeah. take a take a little Tylenol and, and see which way it goes. Okay. On the other hand, mm-hmm. I could be called into the emergency department and someone could be really sick, really actively dying, doing really poorly. And all of a sudden, I and a whole team of people are going to bring a ton of resources to bear on testing, figuring out what's going on, starting really aggressive treatment, talking about, you know, being invasive with surgery or other things, Mm -hmm. because now the stakes and the timeline are a lot different. And so that that tip on decision making is that those principles can apply kind of anywhere. Yeah. You have in your life decisions about which tie to wear to the networking event versus Mm -hmm. decisions about should I take the freelance gig or the office job with the stable benefits? Yes. And one of those decisions is likely to have a much larger impact on your long-term happiness, health, wealth, wellness, all those things. Mm -hmm. And the other decision, not so much. And I think a lot of us can get caught up in those small decisions and spend a lot of time, you know, deciding, should I have pizza versus burgers for dinner tonight? Mm. And discount the amount of time that that takes away from the the decisions about career or relationship or family time or or any of the other things that make a bigger difference. I love it. So this is kind of really about a way of being uh, kind of discriminating in how we're spending our time and our energy, but it's tricky, right? Because I think our education system teaches us to really pay attention to every little detail. At least that's what I've struggled with over my career is how do I make sure I'm paying attention to the right details and spending my energy on the right things. When you do surgery, Frederick, do you, is there a time of the day in which you're always scheduled? I mean, do you find that like, it's easier to be focused at certain times of the day? Uh, certainly I think that's true just in general. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we, you know, you have more or less energy in the mid morning compared to right after lunch. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that affects it. Uh, I think you bring up a good point about kind of our culture and our education telling us to pay attention to the details. And one thing that I've found useful to provide kind of another practical tip here Mm -hmm. is what I'll call the rule, my own little rule of threes, which is for any given detail to try to think about how it's going to affect me in three days or three months or three years. I love. And so if I'm making a personal decision, you know, like the, the dinner decision versus the career decision example that I mentioned, it's tough for me to remember exactly what I had for dinner three days ago. Right. It's certainly not having a huge impact on my well-being or happiness or my experience of my life today. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what I have for dinner tonight is probably similarly not that important three days down the line, yes. let alone three months or three years from now. Okay. And so that's going to allow me to say, okay, I can, I can really quickly make this decision because one, I'm going to have dinner again in another day. And if I don't like how it turns out today, I can try something else tomorrow. And two, right. it's not going to matter that much 
in, in the big picture. And then I can take that time and attention and that energy, frankly, and put it towards whatever other big decisions, the, the mm-hmm. things that are actually going to have a big effect on my life three years or more down the line, like mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do with my job development mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. what, how to support my kids in choosing a college, you know, yes. that those sorts of decisions deserve a lot of time and energy. Mm-hmm. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Absolutely. That is so good. I love so it's the three hours, three days, three years. Is that what it is? Uh what so I you you could, I guess, pick any time scale. I tend to think of it in three days, three months, three years. Three days, three um, months, three years. Okay, good. Yeah. I love it. And, yeah. And it, I, I think it it can apply in business. Like how sure. much time am I going to spend clip picking out the clip art for the slides in my presentation deck mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. much time am I going to spend practicing with my team to anticipate right. the toughest questions we're going to get about that presentation? Yeah, this is so good. I love it. I love it because I think that we, you know, as people, as professionals, global professionals, we can hide behind, you know, little decisions, pretending like they're more more important than they actually are. And then our life goes by and we haven't made, we've decided not to make those bigger decisions. Right. And that can be a way of hiding, but I'm always really interested in how, you know, when you have deep expertise in something, whether it's for our listeners and computer systems, engineering, or for you and surgery, how you can hold those two in parallel, having deep expertise, but also saying this decision is not quite as important as this other one. It's really, really good stuff. So thank you for giving us that little rule, right? The three days, three months, three years, however you guys want to adapt that to your life and use it in business and life, go for it. So Frederick, can we go for your next tip? I'm loving this first tip. So I'm excited to hear the next one. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the next one kind of flows naturally from this, which is Start up front by getting clear on what's actually important to you in this okay. choice. Mm-hmm. And I think an example from day-to-day life is shopping for a moderately large purchase. Say mm-hmm. you're going out to look for a car. And if you just go down to the lot and meet with a salesperson they're going to have some idea of what the biggest features on the cars they're trying to sell you are. And they're going to work to get you really excited about those features. Mm -hmm. And if you have no idea what you're actually looking for in a car, you're going to get sold the car that the salesperson gets you most excited about. Right. But if before you go down to the lot, you think 
really long and hard and you think, okay, maybe I live in Northern Canada and the winters are harsh and seat heaters are really important to me, mm. but you know, uh, I don't really care about the stereo system. Yes. Then when you go down to the lot and that salesperson is getting you excited about something, you can check in with yourself and say, mm. you know, am I excited about this car because I care about headroom and seat heaters and I'm really mm -hmm. comfortable here and this car has seat heaters? Or am I excited about this car because the salesperson is talking about the navigation system? And frankly, that doesn't matter to me in my small town in Northern Canada. Yes. Um, and so, so knowing ahead of time what your main criteria are can be yes. really helpful. Yeah. So you are setting the narrative. You are setting the criteria and the requirements of what you're looking for. I could imagine, well, this is just taking a guess. I'm wondering if on the surgery table, this comes into play for you. If a client or sorry, a, a patient comes in and says, I'm having this problem, but you actually realize there's a bigger problem connected and they don't understand that because they're not of a medical mind and you have to treat that actual problem. Is that kind of where that ties in? Yeah. And I, I think there are also more more options than most people realize in, yes. in surgery. I think one good example is hernia surgery. It's a mm -hmm. very common thing, mm -hmm. uh, a very common problem for people to have, a very common right. surgery for me to do. And what is most important to different patients varies. Like right. let's imagine you do manual labor, mm -hmm. you are an hourly worker and you don't have a ton of savings. Mm -hmm. and you have a hernia and it really needs to get fixed so that you can continue to do your job because it's really getting in the way. And for someone like that, the recovery time from surgery might be the most important mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. They've got to get their hernia fixed and get back to work as soon as possible. Right. And there, it turns out there are several different ways you can fix any given hernia. And some of them there are trade-offs between recovery time and pain and risk of certain problems after surgery or your hernia coming back. And so for someone like I was describing, that recovery time may jump way up towards the top of the list of considerations. Right. On the other hand, let's imagine you're retired and you like to take walks with your dog. You're, you're active in that way. And you have a hernia that's getting in the way of what you want to do, but you also have a pretty serious heart condition and emphysema that affects your lungs. Okay. And so surgery is a risky proposition for you. And general anesthesia is, is a big risk. Right. And so for that patient, the, the consideration going in is very different recovery time. You know, they probably care about that, but they're going to be, and appropriately, both I and they should be much more concerned about what's the absolute safest way to avoid risk of this person having, say, a heart attack mm. from general anesthesia. Is, yes. is there a way we could do a hernia repair that doesn't even require general anesthesia? And yes. maybe, maybe the recovery time would be a bit longer. Maybe there'd be a few extra weeks before they go back to being able to lift anything heavy, but maybe that doesn't matter for this patient that I there's a that. much bigger consideration. Yes. And so I, I think looking at that big picture and not just getting excited about, well, this surgery, we always do it this way because the scars are small and the recovery right. is fast mm -hmm. that, you know, it is not a one size fits all answer. And I think that's true 
in almost any decision in, in our lives or our work mm-hmm. that the, what, you know, do my air quotes here on audio. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the, whatever the right answer is depends a lot on what your priorities and goals are. That is so and good. so I, I think defining that ahead of time can yes. really keep you on track in all yeah. kinds of big choices. Yeah. Before you go into any conversation with anyone, you know, a, a really important way I could see this playing in for our audience, for our listeners, guys, is when they're deciding if and where they want to immigrate, where they want to go abroad. You know, many of our listeners go abroad. They live in the U.S., live in the U.K., go to Australia and get a job you know, set your criteria before you talk to any immigration consultants or professionals that would have a stake in you going to that country. That is so important. Sit down with your family, write out what you're looking for in your life abroad and your work abroad, and don't waver from that. It's not about the ultimate solution and fitting into that solution, right? Frederick, it's about setting the goals and then finding the thing that fits those criteria, right? I I absolutely agree. I think that's a great example because obviously, People, people make different choices in that situation, uh, not necessarily because some people are crazy and, and missing, missing out on the big idea, but because people have different ideas of what they want out of, out of making a move like that or a change like that. And, right. and our, and our if, lives will be so different, right? Depending on where we choose. Exactly. And if you don't know what you want out of it, you're not likely to get it. Mm, I feel like a recurring theme here is honesty with oneself, right? Between your first two tips is knowing yourself and being honest with yourself and starting from the inside. I love it. I love it. Well, we have a few minutes left here. I would love to hear that third tip. If there's anything else that you could let us know about here, Frederick, before we finish up. Yeah, I think like the, uh, the choice you were just talking about, about where to emigrate or move to and many other choices. I think it's useful to remember that every choice is more of a bet on probability than mm-hmm. a decision with a certainty of a, any particular outcome. Okay. And I think there are a couple of ways that it's useful to think about that. One is that at some point you have to act on your decision for it to matter. And we can get caught in what's popularly referred to now as analysis paralysis, where we just keep thinking like, well, if I do just a little bit more research, then there won't be, I I can make this decision once I'm a hundred percent certain. Right. And it may, again, it makes sense intellectually when we talk about it, that you can never be a hundred percent certain of how the future will turn out. But I think we fool ourselves in day-to-day life of, yeah, I can tell myself I, I'll never reach 100% certainty, but if I could just be a little bit more certain, so I'm going to keep researching rather rather than making right. a decision. Oh, and so, love it. Yeah. And so I think early on in your research process, when you're looking into something, a little bit goes a long way. So if I know nothing about Australia versus Canada, mm-hmm. then a few hours of research is going to drastically improve my chances of making a good choice between those two. Mm-hmm. But once I've spent, you know, weeks and weeks okay. researching the opportunities, the culture, everything that I'm interested in about those decisions, a few more hours, another right. week of delaying that decision isn't adding much anymore mm, to so how good. to how much I know in total. 
Yes. So focusing on finding that place where we hit diminishing returns in our, exactly. in our kind of paralysis. And this ties in for our listeners, guys, when it comes to actually going out and speaking the language, right? A lot of our listeners, you know, our motto on this show, Frederick, is connection, not perfection, because we want to change the metric. What we're looking for in terms of success and failure, it's about connecting. It's not being perfect. So this applies there too. When have you hit diminishing returns of sitting in your room with your textbook, right? When is it time? Time to get out there and put that language into action. And I could imagine this becomes, you know, a little more clear in surgery. You know, I told you earlier before we got on the mic that I watched the good doctor and I know I'm sure it's not reality, but I love the show. Um, and there's always time constraints placed on you in terms of, you know, as a doctor, as a surgeon, right. You have to make that decision within a certain amount of time. Sometimes it's, I imagine just a few minutes in the ER. And so having that time frame built for you, does that make it easier? I think so. And I think another advantage of giving yourself a time frame of saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to spend 40 hours researching this decision and not necessarily that you then have to take a week off work and do all 40 hours right away, right. but just say over the next three months, I'm going to spend up to 40 hours. And at that point, I'm going to have a serious check-in with myself about whether I'm actually making progress or I'm just spinning my wheels, delaying the choice. Um, I think setting that time frame allow, allows you to and helps you prioritize. Okay, if I have a set amount of time, there's a there are some things that are going to be much more important for me to learn than others. Yes. And I'm going to when I get on the internet and, and research about my choice, I'm going to look for those things first, rather than just kind of free form reading everything I can read about Australia. I'm going to focus in on the things that relate back to what we talked about earlier, the things that are most important to me in this decision. Yeah. And I think in medicine and in surgery, that's exactly the advantage. If I'm in the ER with someone and they're very sick and we clearly need to make an important decision right away, it becomes very clear which tests, which information are absolutely the most important, which thing is going to give me in the shortest amount of time, the, the best chance of improving what decision we make mm. for what to do. And, and I think that applies anytime that you admit or promise to hold yourself to a limited amount of time and then move from the, the researching to the acting on right. the decision that you then have a better chance of prioritizing those things that are most important to you and how you're going to learn about them. Yeah, that is so good. So guys, for our listeners here, we want to let you know, you know, if you don't have those time constraints built in, like a surgeon does, right. When someone walks into the ER, you should build them in for yourself, right. Set up that time constraint so that there is a deadline by which you have to go out there, go to that networking event, go to that presentation, or just go to that party and speak English and actually connect. And if you can combine that with the understanding that Frederick shared with us, that everything is really more of a bet. There's a probability of success or failure and that's okay. We go through life like that, right? There's no hundred uh, percent way to be sure you're going to succeed. And that's totally okay. Frederick, this has been fantastic. We have to wrap it up here, but I would love to have you let our listeners know where they can hear more and learn more from you. Yeah. Well, I'd love to have people visit me on the website. It's frederickbonson.com. 
And there's information about my book. There's some resources from the book. You can take a mindset quiz on the website, which is a fun way to get a little bit of insight about yourself and how you cool. approach challenges. And there's a form and an email directly on the website. I love speaking with people directly. It's, I, you know, obviously I'm really passionate and interested in these topics and I love talking to people directly and seeing what their challenges are and what we can do to help them get through those. Awesome. I love that. I know a lot of our listeners really want to design a better life for themselves, right? We're really focusing on living a high quality life. So good. So guys go over there, check out the quiz. Can you let us know what your URL is, Frederick, how they can find you online? Yeah. So it's frederickbonson.com. It's F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-B-A-H-N-S-O-N.com. Okay. Good. Thank you guys. And so watch out for that H there. That's in there. That is a silent H. Can you spell it one more time for our listeners just to make sure we get to the right URL? Yeah, it's F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-B-A-H-N-S-O-N.com. Excellent. Come on by. All right. Awesome. This has been fantastic. So exciting to have this analogy between surgery, decision-making and living a better life and having a better career. So good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And we hope to have you on again soon. My pleasure, Lindsay. It's been really fun. Thanks, Frederick. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.